0: Cool. Well, welcome back to another episode of Perfect Match Franchise Podcast. I'm Dylan and this is Steve. And today we wanted to talk about a familiar concept called the overlap, which is really just when someone wants to get into business for themselves, but they don't want to leave their job right away.
1: Yeah, and it makes sense because... One of the biggest fears that I know most people have when they're trying to transition out of a corporate nine-to-five job into entrepreneurship is that leap because there's a lot of unknown, the unknown of if this will work, if they can even cover their current income that they're making, and and what happens in the meantime from them jumping ship from the corporate safety to the entrepreneurial uh, voyage. Yeah, yeah, and I mean,
0: health insurance, stuff like that, you know, there's a lot of things that make sense, you know, if you have small kids, or if you, you have older kids, uh, you know, you probably want health insurance benefits, there's a whole laundry list of things that you want to make sure and like everybody, you know, you still have bills, right? But yep. it is very common. So don't think that's some pipe dream that you have in your mind of okay, could I own a business but not have to jump right away, you, you don't have to literally bo- burn the boats from day one. I think at some point, Your goal, if you really want to become a true entrepreneur, uh, whether it's a franchise or none, you need to eventually leave that job because then it's really just a side gig, which is fine, but that's not really being an entrepreneur, but it's totally okay to to have this overlap. Sure. So there's a couple options you can do. Um, We have three that we think make sense. Uh, The first one, and this is the most common one we see people try to do, is buy an existing business, Mm -hmm. one that's already running. So there's some... Pros to that,
1: right? So, so what are some of those? Sure. I mean, of course, the the first pro is that you already have an existing uh, revenue stream that, in theory, is cash flowing on day one. You don't have to go through the quote unquote uh, startup phase Mm -hmm. where you're trying to generate business in the local market. Um, Yeah. So, I'd, I'd say that's the first pro. Yeah, that's the biggest pro, right? Obviously, I mean, that's what we
0: hear a lot of people say. Hey, I want something that's already cash flowing um I'm willing to pay a premium quote unquote for it even though I'm not sure that definition is always heard uh or, or aligned with the sellers but yeah I think that's a big pro mm-hmm. right like like revenue first day don't have to do it yeah. but there's definitely some drawbacks that's the biggest pro um and there's already employees that's another one too there's probably some infrastructure in place um we hear that a lot mm-hmm. but uh but but a big con that is definitely true um I would say in particular is that if you've never run a business before, um, or I should say if you've never run slash own your own small business, because running a portion of a big business is much different than running any sort of small business, yeah. um, it could be quite overwhelming to go from nothing to then running a business right away. I don't care how much the the current owner transitions, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to your point, you know, it, it sounds good to jump into a business that's already cash flowing, say three hundred grand a year, sure. but you inherit three hundred grand a year worth of problems yeah. and, and, and you probably just, really have a million point two worth of problems, well, right? Yes, in exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And then um just one other thing I like for people who are considering an established business is what is the actual owner's role? Because yeah. a lot of times in those established businesses, the owners doing things that they've been doing for 10, 15, 20 years are not even thinking about. So yeah. when they, you know, transition out and you transition in, the little tricks of the trade that you weren't even aware existed and neither was the current owner to be completely honest yeah. because it was just so it was just so second nature to yeah, them. Yeah, a force of personality I hear a lot. Yeah. Know. So, that's something to consider when you're trans- when you're looking at an established business is just because it's cash flowing does not mean it's going to be easy or a simple crossover sure
0: yeah well and and yeah exactly and and you're going from nothing to inheriting like a large operation and there's no real gradual buildup, even mm-hmm. if there is an owner transition so if you're going to do this overlap which is the theme of, of what we're talking about it's quite a, a quite a huge gap if you close on monday to then tuesday you got to go in and actually figure it out now again sure there's usually some owner transition which is totally fine but they just sold it they're not going to be doing they're not going to be doing everything right they're they're certainly not the most motivated employee you've ever had even if you're paying them and there's a quote-unquote earnout. there's it's just really like it's hard to go from nothing to something and if things start tanking you still own the asset um and and now you've got to fix something that's failing as opposed to as opposed to billing something so uh there's definitely pros the cash flow the revenue there's definitely cons um but another option that we hear uh, not often, but a little bit, is kind of starting what we would say a side hustle. So maybe mm-hmm. it's actually a business or planning on being a business, but starting something your own from scratch. Um, You know, what are some pros of starting something on your own from scratch while you transition out of working for somebody to owning your own thing?
1: So I would say the biggest pro is it's the best balance of. Being able to generate some income without responsibility. Mm, So you can you don't there's no pressure for you to have to make a living off of it. So it's not like, you know, you don't have that pressure in the back of your mind of I only have three months worth of cash reserves. Otherwise, I'm flat on my face. Sure. Um, And you can the positive is you can actually generate some cash. You know right. what I mean. Yeah. So as small as of an operation as you want, you can generate something, even if it's not going to be life changing money. The difference between ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year to what you're currently making could be pretty Huge. ideal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point, and and you really. You
0: hit the nail on the head there. You can do it. That's the lowest overhead yeah. thing you probably can do, right? Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as selling. You know, I see this selling stuff online. I mean, yeah. that's a quote side hustle. Probably not really a business, but, uh, or, or maybe it might be hard to do, I should say. But it is a, you know, it's something you can generate cash mm-hmm. right away and, and definitely not have to leave your job, you know, and to the opposite point of buying existing because there's not a lot of underlying, uh, whether it's capital uh, allocated towards it at the beginning, or you know people whose jobs depend on it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, it's pretty easy to close. You probably just stop doing things. Yeah, thing. exactly. You know, yeah. So if it, if you have a if the first two months don't work, you kind of just are Wash exactly where you it. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much has changed. You know, maybe you've invested some money, but mm-hmm. probably nothing big. Uh, but what are some negatives about the side hustle as opposed to other options? Yeah,
1: I, I would say the the biggest negative is it's hard in my opinion to really dedicate the time to growing a side hustle into something meaningful Mm. because you're, you're half in bed with it because you're really focused on your current job, which, you know, to a degree you should be because that's what pays the bills. Um, And unless you are, very diligent about spending your free time exclusively working on the business or the majority working on the business, it's hard to accrue the amount of hours into that side hustle where it could actually transition you out of your corporate job. Or if it would, you're talking multiple, multiple years, you know, when ideal, you're probably looking to transition uh, before then.
0: Yeah, six months to a year is usually I think what people are looking to do. And I think that's a good goal, because it's also it's a long enough time where you can really get, you can develop something, whether mm-hmm. it's a current business or a startup, but it's it's not so much time, I think, that people start to, it, it's hard to account for all the life-isms that sure. come up,
1: all the, all the little idiosyncrasies that- The birthday that, parties, yeah, the sicknesses, the family, holidays. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right, exactly. Life events that just come up, and I agree. I think that's true. I think it's, it's hard for anybody, even if you're a diligent, excited, passionate person, to dedicate that time- as opposed to if you have, say, an existing business where it's already there for you, so you kind of have to show up, particularly if yep. this is your first go mm-hmm. at owning your own business, because it's a lot different when there's no one saying, hey, you have to do this, because you don't have to. There is a exactly. no, quote-unquote have to. Yep. Um, you have to set that standard. Yeah, so I think that's a that's a great point. So the third option, and what we think is our favorite, uh, <laughs> particularly because the the, the biz, uh, podcast is called Perfect Match <laughs> Franchises, but seriously, I do think uh, another option that's amazing and we've had so many people do this to start a semi-absentee franchise. Um, and what are some pros to starting a, a semi-absentee franchise?
1: Sure. So I would say one of the main pros is that it is a legitimate business yeah. that already has a proven track record given you know current units already in the system. Yeah. And almost more importantly, and this is when you pick the correct brand that has the experience in starting a unit from scratch as a semi absentee owner from the from the beginning is that they already have the template of what you need to do to make it semi absentee, but also a real business at the same time. Yes, yeah, no, I think that's
0: that's huge, and it's such a such a big benefit for people that this is their first go in general, um, because not not only like you said, do they have the template, but most of the great brands we work with, and we work with a lot of great brands have support that are going to make sure that you are going to have uh, that revenue coming in from day one, right? Because mm-hmm. they they have a sales team, they have a marketing effort, um, that that's already teed up for you to go and, and not just, hey, teed up, here's what you say. And here's who you say to No, they already have a team that's working on Online leads and sure. it's going to the corporate office and they're scheduling those for your crew. Mm-hmm. So that that's just a huge benefit that that it's really hard to replicate as a startup or even frankly an existing one-off business sure. because, like we said at the beginning, what, what's the what's the owner doing? Well, that's not the case here. the the the, the semi absentee franchise, yeah, quote unquote, you're the owner, but a lot of that support of sales and marketing can go through to the the corporate office. So mm-hmm. that that starts from day one, which is a huge benefit um, and, and kind of like gives us that Goldilocks like we like to say where you're getting the, the best of, hey, you're getting something early on. There's revenue, there's stuff to do. Um, but maybe not having to jump right into owning a two million dollar business the first month.
1: Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, you know, if you have that two million dollar business month one and the, you know, two out of your three main employees quit and this is after the owner has already transitioned out. What do you do? Yeah. I and mean, you can give him a call. He might not answer yeah. versus with a semi-absentee franchise. You have a dedicated business coach that you have weekly or weekly checking calls with. And if that does happen, you can contact them and say, hey, I just had this happen. Sure. What are we looking for? To say, all right, here's what we got to do. You know, this is the type of archetype of person that you need to fill these roles. Here's some contacts. You know, we already do some headhunting maybe at the corporate office for employees. So you can tap into that. Um, you know, we know how to pivot the jobs to make sure that no one's really mad, but you know, how to, the customer service aspect, there's a lot of resources you're able to tap into when those inevitable hurdles do pop up.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent, or even just having another franchisee to call. Hey, man, what did you do? Hey, hey. Hey girl, what did you do when when this happened to you? Yep, you know. Well, I did this, this, and this. Don't worry, it happens. Like you'll be good. All right, yep. you know what I mean? Where like you said, you can call the owner. Maybe he calls. Maybe he goes. Oh man, that stinks. That sucks. Never you had know? to deal and, with that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and 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 he could be right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it could just be that you're you're not compatible with the employees he had on on the place. So, um, yeah, that's 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 a huge thing. That when you start and you can do it semi absentee. Um, from the beginning too, uh, because of those infrastructure things, where where people tend to think, oh, I'm I'm doing a startup when I buy a franchise. And I don't really like that yeah. word because you're really opening a new territory. It's like now, I know it's not exactly the same, but is it really? What is less of a startup or less of a transition? Buying a Dunkin' or or starting quote unquote a new Dunkin' or buying an existing coffee shop? Exactly. Like, yes, one already has revenue and established presence. But the other one's not really a startup. Now again, those are extremes. Yeah. But it's the same concept. One's a franchise that doesn't have location there. The other one already has revenue. So so making that transition with a franchise is really not a startup, in my yep. opinion.
1: Yeah. 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 And I and just you know one last thing to note is. I don't think people realize how many different franchise opportunities offer a semi-absentee from the start option. A lot of people hear, oh, franchise, well, I have to start it and then I can transition into a semi-absentee owner. But with a lot of these brands, you're able to start right from the beginning in a semi-absentee role, which just means you're not in the building for the day-to-day operation. So yes. you're doing some of the back-end work, but it's all stuff that you can do either after work hours or on the weekend. It does not have to take up your working day, which is how they structure it. And
0: truthfully, if you're doing this overlap, I think you have it in reverse order if you want to buy something that has a ton of cash flow and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on. I, I understand why you're thinking that financially. One, you're probably going to pay a lot more money for that existing business, so you're going to have to outlay a ton more capital, take on a ton more debt. Mm-hmm. But like we said, then you're starting on managing everything that's already running. There's a lot of action to do. Yep. Or with the semi absentee model, you're you're actually building, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, there's activity right away, so you're getting cash flow. But you can you can take the time to learn it to get used to being a business owner while not making that full jump. And then in a year, then when there's more money. You've built the skills. You've built the skills. You're used to it. You've probably paid some of the debt off. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to make the jump, as opposed to finally I've got it under control at this existing place. My debt has not really (laughs) gone down because I put up 1.5 million instead of 250, right? And now I'm gonna try to jump in and hopefully then we can grow. As opposed to no, I've grown over a year and now we're ready to make that transition. Um but yeah, I just think it's it's really a good option, the semi-absentee. Now, there are some drawbacks and negatives. What, what would you say those are to that comparatively, a semi-absentee franchise?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious one is that you don't have a cash flow day one yeah. business. You do have a ramp up period and yeah. you might not have business day one, sure. week one. Month one, hopefully you do, but yeah, you know yeah. the, the point being is <laughs> right. that there is an inevitable ramp up period, yes, and you do have to pay a franchise fee mm-hmm. and you do
0: have to pay some startup and they're going to require you to be more capitalized. So yeah, you are going to pay some more than if you just did the startup uh, or the side hustle wrap exactly. so so you're right. There is a ramp up period. it is it is, quote unquote, a new territory. It's not a startup, but it is a new territory. so it is it is something to consider, however, I do think it's it's a better option considering when when you look at all the actual real return on capital. If you look at what it costs to start, say a spray foam insulation franchise versus buying one, mm-hmm. the the time it takes for you to get the money back yeah. and all the variables, it, it just in my opinion, it's almost it's almost a no brainer if we were to go down and do the math. Unless again, there's certain situations. I mean, of course, there's good deals, sure, right? But it, it just, in my opinion, again, if you get in with a good franchise, um, it, it just makes more sense to to go the semi absentee route. Given our experience, but they're all good options. They're all they're all potentially good options, kind of depending on your circumstance. You know, yeah.
1: I think the only bad decision is to not at least consider all the options. Yeah, and I that, agree. That's for if you're looking yeah. for a semi-absentee business, maybe you should look at some already established Existing. ones. Yeah, and I agree. absolutely, if you're looking at established, you should look at some semi-absentee new franchises as well. Yeah,
0: because there there is the case that yes, if you could get an established business with a good manager at a good price. In an industry that you're already familiar with. Yeah, that's probably better. You are actually going to probably do better much quicker than than the franchise option. However, I think those are harder to come by. But that doesn't mean that's not something you should look down. And to your point, and if you're a little undercapitalized, you're not undercapitalized, but you're not dying to put a bunch of money out right away, then maybe the side hustle is a good option too, right? Like get into something. And, And that's the other thing I think. A lot of people don't consider if you're going to be a true entrepreneur, you're probably not just going to have one business anyway. Of course. So if this is going to be your first one, it's okay to just make sure the first one is something that um, is, is productive for you. Not mm-hmm. every first entrepreneur. In fact, most, their first business is not their home run. Yeah. You know, so um, I think that's that's something to consider uh, as you look through these three options and, and those are the most common options. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, if you are currently, uh, looking at established businesses and are looking for some potential alternatives just to compare to, yes. we'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you, understand what you're looking for in that business. so We can give you some good semi absentee options that, you know, might be as attractive, if not more than the current ones you're finding. Yeah,
0: for sure. Especially us. I think, um, we're a little unique because we've been just, uh, pure entrepreneurs as well with no franchise backing. So, mm-hmm. uh, we've shot plenty of people straight where we said hey look i think franchises are great i just don't know if they're a good fit for what you want to do exactly. we will tell you that yep. we think hey you should probably just buy an established business and just run it yourself because yeah. you might do 17 billion different things which <laughs> is fine but that doesn't fit in franchise so sure uh so yeah if you need more information reach out to us and uh until next time
1: until next time